Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Greetings again, everyone. Welcome to the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson from LightningInsider.com. Two weeks into the season here, wanted to give another check in with where things are going. It's been uh, a few days since I last updated you after the home opener. Been a couple of games since. Got a couple of days off before the team heads back out onto the road for a California swing. So I thought that this might be a pretty good time to just kind of check in and, and see where things are at with the team here uh, with a 3-3 three and three record after back-to-back wins on back-to-back nights, a overtime victory against the Florida Panthers, followed by a home victory against the New York Islanders. And 3-3 uh, three and three looks a lot better than 1-3, and three, which is where things stood at the beginning of this week after that loss to the Flyers on home ice. And, uh, you know, a couple of important needed victories for Tampa Bay. They're, they're not clean. They, they are far from clean. They are far from who they're going to be by the time they get to cleaning their game up. Uh, first period against the Panthers was not good. They were able to escape it with a 1-1 game, thanks once again to a power play goal from Steven Stamkos. Got out of that period 1-1. But you saw as Friday's game sort of went along a little bit how the Lightning started to find their game. They started to establish some zone time. They started to forecheck. They started to put some pressure uh, in the offensive zone and and create and spend some time in there. Uh, Again, you got, you know, goals from Steven Stamkos on the power play, Braden Point 5-on-5, and then the game winner came with the power play from Braden Point in the OT. But you saw as that game went on how... They just they just looked who they looked like the team we're used to seeing. Not perfect, mind you, but coming against a quality opponent. You know the Panthers started the season three and one. Their only loss was to the Bruins to that point. Um, so I, you know an important game, I think, in a lot of ways for them to kind of correct a few things. And you know the one thing that I really took out of. John Cooper's post game uh, after that game was they talked about going into the third period and just just play, right? Play with some passion, play with some heart, and whatever happens, don't pay attention to the scoreboard. Go out and play the right way. And 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 they were rewarded for that again against a quality opponent, against a quality team like the Panthers, and probably especially the second and the third period, 
those were probably their best two periods of the season, very early in the season, through five games. And we'll count after Saturday's game, too, probably the best two periods they've played in the very young season to this point because the numbers started to sway heavily in their favor. They weren't allowing the Panthers much of anything in the second and the third period. Andre Vasilevsky made some key saves early on, but didn't really get tested a ton down the stretch. So, you know, we saw how they just kind of went out and played their game, which is not, you know, that third period against the Flyers in the home opener where they lost a two-goal lead or a 2-1 lead heading into the third period, gave up two goals and lose the game by a score of three to two. You know, that that third period looked nothing like the Lightning team that we're used to seeing. So it was good to see them get on that track. After Saturday's game against the Islanders, again, far from clean. Far from clean. They still uh, turned the puck over uh, too frequently, I think, for anybody to feel comfortable with. Two of the goals that they gave up were gift-wrapped. Corey Perry with a blind pass up the middle of the ice, which is an absolute no-no. Put it right onto the stick of um, Ryan Pulak, who beat Brian Elliott. And then Brandon Hagel, under some pressure, tried to just throw a puck up the ice and out of the zone. That was uh, ended up in the back of the net, too. So, again, not clean. There are some issues there, something I am going to write about in more detail as they head out to the West Coast. Uh, If you want to be technical about what we're seeing and just kind of give you the layman's terms or just a sneak peek of what I plan on writing, you have new defensemen. You have some a couple of new forwards here. Uh, even, you know, we'll count Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul. I know that they were with this team through an entire playoff run. But they're still new to the system as well, for the most part. It, it takes some time for defensemen and forwards to get on the same page when you're talking about getting out of your own end. That's, that's honestly, we, we talk about areas of the ice that determine the outcome of a game. And how you can get out of your own zone a lot of times determines whether you're going to have success in the game or not. Because if you get hemmed in, if you're unable to get the puck out of the zone, you're unable to clean, uh, get out cleanly, you're going to make it a difficult night for yourself. And, you know, that's what Saturday was. They had some issues getting out of their own zone. And even if they did clear the zone, the Islanders regained possession ahead of the, the red line. So that just creates... Another situation to where you have to put your, you're being put back under pressure. You're spending extended times in your zone. So everything comes down to how cleanly can you get out. And they're not getting out clean right now. Now they grinded their way through against the Islanders. But you have to grind your way through. It's so important. You know, I, I, I've talked with Greg Linelli about this a couple of times when going on with him during the pregame hit, um, you know, for games that 
you're not going to be clean. You Look, you don't want to peak in the early part of the season, right? Like, there are things you have to work on. I don't know how good of a team you are. There are things you have to work on, have to get better on. And it's important that while you're doing that, while you're working your way through that, you're picking up points in the standings. And they started off with a 1-3 and three record. Hard to pick up points that way. Hard to put yourself in a position to climb up the standings when you're doing that. And then you look around what's going on in the Atlantic Division. Boston's winning. Ottawa's winning. Detroit's picking up points. Like, it's weird because this is, you know, the one and three is is the worst start that the Lightning have got had under John Cooper. Right? One and three. Doesn't sound like much. But it's the fewest points they've ever had through four games since John Cooper took over his first full year being back in 2013-2014. So we're not used to seeing that. But there's been a lot of turnover, especially on the back end. You're breaking in new players. You know, you've got a rookie defenseman back there now in Nick Perbix. So that's kind of a lot along the lines of what I'm going to get into more detail with uh, on the site uh, so make sure you're subscribed to lightninginsider.com as I start to kind of detail some of that stuff out. Uh, but that's where they sit. That's where they sit right now through five games, six games with a 3-3 three and three record. You'd like it to be better. It could be worse. And a couple of things of note specifically coming out of the Islanders game. Alex Kalorn finally scores a goal. You know, sometimes there's what we have in newspaper writing. I don't want to write for a newspaper anymore, but same sort of thought process writing for a website. Sometimes it's called the writer's curse. Because a lot of times you might write about something that's going good. Hey, they're doing this well. And the next game it falls apart because, well, you wrote about it. So, of course, it's going to go bad. I remember... One time asking Mike Smith, who in the early part of his career was fantastic in shootouts. I think he was like 95% in shootouts. And I brought that stat up to him one time. He goes, no, I, I didn't realize that. So, of course, the next time he's in a shootout, I, I think he gave up three goals. And uh, he, he let me know about it. Right? Or the penalty kills on a good run. So they go out, they give up three power play goals the next game after you write it. Well, I just wrote something about Alex Kalorn, who hadn't scored a goal since April the 21st, went through the entire postseason without scoring a goal, and how he wasn't letting it bother him like maybe it would have five, six years ago when he was in the early stages of his career. You know, this is a guy who scored 26 goals two years ago. Scored 25 goals last year. Hadn't been finding the net. Look, in the playoffs, let's be honest, he had a ton of chances. But he was also on a shutdown line, playing with Anthony Sorelli and, and Brandon Hagel quite a bit throughout that postseason run. But he has power play time as well and, and wasn't scoring goals. And yet his numbers, his advanced numbers, again, all detailed in that story, 
showed you that he wasn't letting the fact that he wasn't scoring goals affect him. So, two games later, he scores a goal, gets the marquee off his back, and uh, he was he was keenly aware of it even before I wrote the story earlier in the week about his goal drought. So, um, good good to see Alex Kalorn put a puck in the back of the net. He, he said after the game that he, there was no way he was missing that one. With the chance that he had four feet up top the crease, he wasn't going to miss it. He, he, you know, he said he doesn't think he shot a puck harder in his life. Uh, I think he was saying that tongue-in-cheek, but kind of shows you how aware he was of the fact that he hadn't scored a goal in a while and he got that monkey off his back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Another note. Uh, Stephanie had had asked me a question about what I thought about Brandon Hagel because there's a lot of people down on Brandon Hagel, just like there's been a lot of people down on Alex Korn. Should have traded him. How come we kept him over Andre Pilat? You know, the stuff you typically hear. And some of that stuff was starting to surface regarding Brandon Hagel because there's a lot of expectations. It's like being a number one overall pick. There's a lot of expectations when you join your new team as a number one pick. And the Lightning gave up two young players in Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk, along with a couple of first-round draft picks, to acquire Brandon Hagel. So there's expectations that come with it. Oh, he scored 20 goals in Chicago? Well, he better score 30 here, or he has to justify the trade. Right? That's the mentality that some people have when when thinking about it. And, And Brandon Hagel's game... He hasn't produced offensively, certainly anywhere near the level he was doing in Chicago last year when they acquired him. He'd already reached the 20-goal mark with the Blackhawks last year, playing in a top-line role. Was asked to play more defensive role, especially in the playoffs. But his game is, is not in bad shape. He had a bad turnover tonight, no doubt under pressure. That led to the Islanders' third goal that made it 4-3. But his overall game, I, I think you saw a lot of what Brandon Hagel can bring. Especially, you know, he's been playing now for a few games with Brayden Point and Nikita Kucherov. On the opening goal of the game, he makes a really good play in the neutral zone, spins off a hit, maintains possession of the puck throws it in deep, and it's the first one there to recover it. That is a big strength of Brandon Hagel's game. And a lot of times, that type of play is not going to show up on a score sheet. It did in this case, because he got in, he pressured, and it, it, it led to turning the puck over, gets into Nikita Kucherov, Kucherov throws it in front, Brandon Point scores the goal. But you saw that. That, that play was primarily due to the the forecheck and the ability for Brandon Hagel to get in and create. He helped create that goal 
with the forecheck and the forecheck pressure, and he did it with a good skilled move at center ice. And then on his goal, right, he's in good possession, follows the play, Nikita Kucherov hits the post, Hagel's in the good spot, finds a rebound, scores the goal. So you see what he has in him, the ability. It was a good night for Brandon Hagel, the, the turnover aside. It was, a, it was a night in which he was able to establish himself a little bit on that top line with Point Kucherov. Look, I know he played with Patrick Kane, so he knows what's expected of him when you play with top players. Is he Brayden Point? No. Is he Nikita Kucherov? No. But he is good enough and skilled enough, creative enough, and forechecks well enough to play with those guys. And I think you saw that tonight, uh, you know, after the Islanders game, to where he put himself in position to be rewarded for his work. And Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. You know, John Cooper was asked after the game about Brandon. And this, I hadn't looked this one up. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up now at some point. Uh, but he, you know, in, in the analytics that the team keeps, and sometimes those stats the teams do are different than what you see in some of the aggregated sites that are available, you know, to use. But he said that since Brandon Hagel joined the Lightning, his expected goal rate is actually higher than it was, or his expected goals is actually higher than it was in Chicago. So that's an area where hockey's changed because we look at things like that. We look at those type of numbers where before, before the advancements of these type of analytics would, oh, wow. He's only got four goals since he got here. He must be a bust. And and that was the phrase that was being thrown around with Brandon Hagel. He's a bust. And, and I don't know. I, you have to have trust in the lighting by this point, don't you? In their scouting staff and their pro scouts. Right? Like, they brought in Yanni Gord when he was cast away. Brought in Jonathan Marchessault when he was cast away. You know, Carter Verhage. Carter Hagee was toiling away in the Islanders organization and the ECHL. So let's give the benefit of the doubt and not call a player 45 games, whatever, into his tenure with the team and call him a bust because I get it. We live, we live in a microwave society. We want instant gratification, Right? So that's the deal with Brandon Hagel. And again, have to keep monitoring it. He has to keep performing. Uh, but I, I think he's starting to figure out how he has to play with Nikita Kucherov and Brayden Point. And as with anything else, it just takes time. You know, and it's a big jump going from being that third line checking role as he did in the playoffs last year to now being tasked with maintaining your defensive prowess, but also playing on a top-line role with, with two of the top players in the league. So uh, that's my take on Brandon Hagel. And one other note to tab here, when Brandon Hagel did score, <laughs> it ended a streak 
of nine consecutive goals for Tampa Bay that were scored by either Steven Stamkos or Braden Point. Stamkos, of course, has seven goals on the early part of the season. Braden Point, who scored the opening goal tonight, had scored the last three. You have to go all the way back, and it's still early. It's still a young season. The last player before Hagel scored, not named Stamkos or Point to score a goal, was Cal Foote in Columbus. Game number two of the season. Every other goal since then had been scored by either Steven Stamkos or Braden Point. And then you got five, four more goals from players not named Stamkos's point or point. Nick Paul scores, Corey Perry scores, Alex Kalorn scores, uh, of course Hagel scored. So uh, four straight goals not by one of those two players. And how about again the Lightning scoring with under a second left? It's it's incredible to me, and and I've been around the game for a while now. To see a team just has this penchant for scoring goals in dramatic fashion like that. Right? There was literally a tenth of a second left on the clock when Nick Paul scored at the end of the second period. We saw Yanni Gord do that with one-tenth of a second left on the clock. Victor Hedman, I think, did it with two-tenths of a second left on the clock for an overtime game. Tyler Johnson, game three against the Montreal Canadiens, 1.1 second left on the clock. Ross Colton, last year, game two against the Florida Panthers. There was one point, whatever, it was actually, it was under a, a second left on the clock. They, they changed it um, after review to add a little bit more time back on it. But again, under five seconds to go. Nikita Kucherov against the Islanders in game two of the Eastern Conference Finals in 2020. Mickey scored with 7.9 seconds to go. Right? They just, they, there's just this penchant. Blake Coleman in the Stanley Cup final. The end of the second period against Montreal. I, I don't know how to explain it. You know, I, I tried to ask John Cooper that question. He goes, eh, been around for 10 years. You're bound to see everything. But not at this rate. Yeah, you're going to see last-second goals like that. But not at the rate the Lightning seem to score them. It's crazy. It, it's it, I've never seen anything like this. To score this many number of goals in, in the dying seconds of a period. You know, even Braden Point in Game 1 against Florida in 2020. Or 2021, rather. That came with just over a minute to go. Andre Palat last year against the Rangers in the Eastern Conference Final. I think he scored with about 40 seconds to go. Not quite as dramatic, but they've just found a way to score some of these goals. It's absolutely crazy um, to think that they continue to push that way. But they find a way to do it, and they found a way to win the game. Uh, All right, heading out west now. Three-game road trip to California. Get the caffeine going Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Tuesday night, they're in L.A., 10.30 puck drop. Wednesday, they're in Anaheim. That is a 10 p.m. drop. The trip finishes in San Jose with an afternoon game, 4.30 Eastern time uh, on Saturday is when that game uh, will be played. Uh, So get the caffeine going for a couple of late-night West Coast games. Uh, I will be on the pregame skate show with Bobby the Chief Taylor for uh, the next three games 
that will air one hour. Okay, that's one hour before puck drop. You can listen to it on the Strike 102.5 HD Channel 2, as well as Lightning Radio 24-7. Find it on the TuneIn app or on your desktop uh, at TuneIn.com. It's where you can listen to that as well. So uh, again, if you're new to this podcast, if you want to subscribe to my website, I told you about the Alex Kalorn story that's on there. Of course, game recaps, uh, different type of game recaps, not necessarily always straight game type stories, uh, but sometimes thoughts and observations, stuff like that. Uh, the story I got coming out on how, from the technical standpoint, they can get out of their zone better and the adjustments it takes with new defensemen. I got that story in the works, all that stuff. Remember, you've lost an outlet covering this team, so the options are few. They're limited. Tell your friends, I got a code. If you're not a subscriber to my site and you want to sign up for a yearly subscription, use the code PODCAST. And I'll give you $10 off the first year. So that's podcast. Just put that in after you sign up. And I'll give you $10 off your first year. Please support me if you can. It keeps me in this. It keeps me going. Um, It allows me to keep doing it. And like I said, you've got very few outlets now covering this team on a regular basis. I'm one of them. If you like what I do, if you like listening to this podcast, if you want more detailed stories and some of the things that I talk about with my thoughts consider a subscription to lightninginsider.com. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend, and we'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.